welcome to this week's episode of Let's Chat with Curry Terrell, the podcast. This week, we're going to talk about night school, Fahrenheit 11.9, Murphy Brown, and Avril Levine. With me, as always, is my wonderful co-host, Adrian Gomez. What's up, y'all? How's it going? It's fine. We just have to keep talking because there's music blasting and people vacuuming, so... Don't let there be silence. Continue. Oh, hi. Hello. <laughs> What's up? How's your week been? Fine. What'd you do? Nothing. Yeah, that's not true. I went to Ikea today with my mom. Ikea is really fun. <laughs> I have not been in a year. That's also, crazy. I do not remember going to tie with your mother. We did go. I, I was racking my brain about it. I really don't remember that moment. Yeah. She would probably say she doesn't remember either. I need to text her and get the get the real thoughts. Here's a question for you. Who do you think is going to replace Julie Chen on the talk? That's a, I don't know. Who should replace Julie Chen on the talk? Mm, that's hard. First of all, a lot of people are saying it's going to be Rosie O'Donnell. I doubt it. As much as I love because she was a guest the other day. And as much as I love Rosie O'Donnell, she always quits. Yeah. Both times she did the view, she left after a year. Yeah. So it's like, what's the point? Yeah. They pay her all this money, she gets mad, and then doesn't want to do it anymore. But I guess the the talk is really not as political as the that's, view is. That's exactly it. And they said the other day she didn't bring up politics the whole time. But she can yell about other stuff, too. On the view, she barked about mom stuff. I love, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm like her biggest fan, but. It needs to be like Tori Spelling. Yeah, exactly. She seems a little too heavy for the talk. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. I'm curious to see who it will be. A lot of people, what's that woman that's on headline news? They used to advertise her all the time when we were at the gym. The uh, really pretty Hispanic lady with like the big hair. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't remember her name. Me either. A lot of people were saying her too. Interesting. Bye, Julie. It's weird because she was like the moderator. It's like, did you ever watch The View like back in the day? Mm-hmm. When Meredith Vieira left, it was kind of like, where do we go from here? Because oh, like, now Whoopi she's does her, that. Exactly, and she's great. And Rosie did it before her. Yeah, and she was great. Yeah, exactly. Um, also, I am sad Whoopi is barely going to be in Sister Act. I doubt it. They said she's, she said it. I she's think doing that's a, it. I think that's fake. Wait, I have the ultimate trivia fact for you of the whole week, and then we'll get started. What? Macaulay Culkin was going to be Jim Parsons on The Big Bang Theory. They offered it to him three times. Wow. He went and auditioned. He turned, they turned it down. He said that he thought it was stupid, uh-huh. and he didn't think it would last. So he just, like, wasn't ready to do it. He said it was like he didn't see where it could possibly go. Why would you ever turn that down? And especially, I was thinking, like, 11 years ago, where was he? Right. Was that, like, the time he was doing Saved? I don't know what They're that was. Like, you never saw Saved with Mandy Moore? No. And what's the girl's name from, um... Uh, you would like Saved, I think. Susan Sarandon, uh, Sarandon's uh, no daughter's thanks. in it. Oh. Her daughter. Not Susan Sarandon? Man- no. You know, Ma- I don't like her. I don't like that you don't like her. Mandy Moore's in it. But she's like, when she's it's right around the time of Princess Diaries, right after. Mm. And Jenna Malone is in it. She's the main girl. Oh, Wow. <laughs> anyway did you see party monster with macaulay culkin no. but it was like something and maybe it was around that time when he was sort of like back in things Good and now he's tweeting begging jk rowling to put him in a movie are you kidding no he tweeted at her and said he loved 
something and that he wanted to be in our next movie. And then he tweeted some other guy that he knows that's like either in one of the movies or friends with her and said, can you figure out how to get me an audition for the next uh, Fantastic Beast movie? I don't think so. Isn't that bizarre? He's desperate. Can you imagine he missed out on a million dollars an episode for the last like five years? Oh, man, absolutely. (laughs) And I mean, he's... I don't know. He doesn't have money. Remember his dad like swindled all of his money. Exactly. Swindled. That's and then think word. his ex-girlfriend now is like rich and famous too. Come on. Oh that yeah. Sucks. He did Mila Kunis. But he did Brenda Song, Wendy Wu Homecoming Warrior. Did you ever watch that movie? <laughs> no. Okay. The first thing we're going to talk about is Night School. Night School stars Tiffany Haddish and Kevin Hart and other people that are familiar. The yeah. guy from SNL who defended or went up against Chevy Chase like a week ago. Oh, I don't, I don't know who you're talking about. Oh, uh, he's on that new show, Single Parents. He's like the main guy. Yeah. I don't remember his name. Taryn Gilliam. Oh, yes. <laughs> I know who you're talking about. <laughs> um, Rob Riggle. Right. Fat Joe. Who's the woman? Tiffany Haddish. No, the uh, the supporting. Who's like white. She's the white one. She was in Legally Blonde, too. But I can't think of her name. But she was in, like, every comedy in, like, 2000 to 2005. Oh, she was on 24, too. She was, like, the main oh, girl. Oh, yes. I yeah. want to say her name is Mary. Maybe. Google. Pat. This is why we need Patrick. I know. He needs to be Googling for us. Okay, Night School stars Tiffany Haddish, Kevin Hart. It's about this guy who wants... He loses his job... And his friend, who is, what's his face, John Raffio or whatever from Parks and Rec. Mary Lynn Reischkub. Good for you for knowing the first name. That's pretty good. Ben Schwartz. Oh, yeah. He, uh, he can get him a job at his in mark, like investment office firm, whatever, as long as he has a college de- uh, high school diploma. So he goes back to night school, and Tiffany Haddish is the teacher. Take a guess if it was good or bad. Bad. Tiffany Haddish didn't film all the scenes with them. There were chunks of scenes where she was green screened in. You're literally kidding. I'm not kidding. I wish I was. The first time it happened, I said that I'm seeing like my eye is playing a trick on me because I thought there's no way that they would have green screened her into this movie. But the more it went along, and once Patrick got there, I confirmed with him, like, they would do over-the-shoulder shots to Mm -hmm. where you would just see the back of Kevin Hart's head or the back of her hair. And, I mean, she was nowhere to be found. (laughs) Also, this begs the question, just like Barb in that movie a couple weeks ago, is like, is Tiffany Haddish a good actress? No. No. The difference between her and Melissa McCarthy, because that to me is like the closest comparison to her. It's like Melissa McCarthy did Bridesmaids and then they put her in every movie they could put her in. Exactly. It's oversaturated. Exactly. Tiffany Haddish is doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. Where it's like she did uh, Girls Trip, which this was produced by the same people who did Girls Trip. Okay. Uh, She did Girls Trip and now they're just trying to put her in everything. The difference is Melissa McCarthy is actually a really good actress. Yeah. Tiffany Haddish is very funny, undeniably, super likable. But there were a lot of moments in this movie, which is also a director's fault, not hers, where like she would be in the background of a scene and it looked like somebody had turned her off. Yeah. She was just sitting there staring at the floor or like there's the end where Kevin's 
uh, Kevin Hart is making this big speech, and like she's in the background, and she was literally she looked asleep. <laughs> I mean, she looked like she was staring into space. They would like show her clapping, and then in the next shot she would be like mad and just sitting or like you know like default sitting there. And I was just like, uh-huh. yeah. like I don't know. That's maybe I don't know. It didn't give me very much hope for uh, the other movie she has coming out. The Oath. Tyler, and the Tyler Perry movie. Nobody's oh, Fool. That looks better than The Oath does. Yeah. She is funny, though. And Kevin Hart, as much as I don't think he's a good actor, he is very funny. Like, I find him funny for what he is. It's like Will Ferrell. It's that same kind of like... The, di- the thing that bothers me about all of his movies is that he his character is always the exact same. Mm. Like, there are no defining features that make that character, like, a unique human being. Right. Other than Jumanji. Right. Where he was, like, something different. But, like, he's exactly like everything else. Like, he's always just Kevin Hart in a movie. He's very clumsy. He, like, makes all the wrong choices. He screams at the top of his lungs. Like, all of his things are exactly the same. Yeah. But it was funny. Like, I mean, I laughed... Five times, probably. I ne- literally never need to see it or think about it again. I just dropped my phone. Yeah. <laughs> it made uh, $28 million. So, yeah. Uh, the next thing we're... The vacuum is off and the music stopped. Amazing. The next thing we're talking about is Fahrenheit 11.9, which is Michael Moore's documentary, newest documentary, that's about the election. My favorite topic. Fahrenheit 9-11 was his most popular documentary ever. So it's, you get it? 11-9, 9-11. That's smart. And when it switched on the screen, I was like, okay, this is good. <laughs> what's interesting is, what's the guy's name? Look, when you dropped your phone. Oh, sorry. When What's Ivanka Trump's husband's name? Jared Kushner. That was in the movie for a second, who like apparently supported him a few years ago. He made the perfect point in the movie. What Michael Moore does, whether you're Republican, Democrat, purple, blue, whatever, is that he makes everything very digestible. Right. I'm not very into politics or a political person by any means, but I find it fascinating because I actually can understand everything that he's talking about. Does it? You know, it kind of bothers me you're not into politics. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I really am not, though. It just, like, doesn't interest me in any way, which I know is so, like, very not 2018 of me to say, but I just am not. I'm really not. Sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) I told you, and I shouldn't say it, but I'll say it again. The day everybody was watching the trial, I laid in bed and watched The Housewives. Like, I just, I I read the blurb. I heard everybody (laughs) talking about it, but it's just like. I just cannot sit there and watch that kind of stuff. It does not... It's like I would be not paying attention. But you find this interesting? When I watch football. This is good. Two hours. It's very well laid out. I can focus. And it was fascinating. Just like Fahrenheit 9-11 I saw in theaters. Yeah. Um, What I think is more interesting about this movie than the election stuff is the Flint, Michigan stuff. Mm -hmm. That honestly should have been the movie. I mean, it kind of was. Yeah, it was. It was like half the movie. Yeah. Um, because he's from there, mm-hmm. and he obviously was very passionate about tying everything back to that. Yeah. And it's crazy. Oh, yeah. And that, to me, that could have been its own movie, and I would have easily watched that. And 
<sighs> what do you have to say about it? I wish I could see it again. You can. With your AMC stubs, A-list. Oh, yeah, probably will. Um, something else that we talked about, which I think is interesting, this movie didn't do that well. Neither did the other uh, guy's documentary that was like pro-Trump a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And part of the reason I think so is just because this kind of stuff is so everywhere. Like, people make... Like, this kind of stuff is on the news 24 hours a day. It's all over the internet. It's everywhere. So it's, like, not as fascinating or, like, compelling for most people to go sit in a movie theater for two hours and watch. Do you think that's why? Yeah, probably. It just is, like, why... I get it. I understand that. But I don't look at it all day, so it wasn't that... It wasn't that jarring to me, but... I can understand why you wouldn't want to go sit through two hours of something that people talk about every day also i kept wondering what was his time frame in making this like when did he turn this movie in because it all seemed so current a lot of it was very like from this summer and i kept thinking did he edit this stuff like in a week before it it was happening too yeah probably yeah anyway great movie. what will his next one be i don't know i don't know yeah Next, we're going to talk about Murphy Brown. Murphy Brown returned this week. <laughs> Are there any fall shows that you're looking forward to seeing? No. Yeah. Network TV is in a weird place. I don't really watch shows like that. I know. You yeah. watched Empire for a little while. Yeah, for like three episodes. Yeah. So did the world. That's still a very popular show, which I think is just bizarre. Yeah, no thanks. Um, Maybe like the Great Holiday Baking Championship. When does that come back? <laughs> like three weeks. Oh, because they're doing Halloween right now. Yeah. I still haven't finished next Food Network Star. Or a Great British Bake Off. Yeah, but I need to get back to that. I'm telling you, the Housewives, when I'm into it, it's like it takes me weeks to pop back out. I go deep and then I come back out and like breathe. <laughs> um, Murphy Brown came back, I mean, was on like in the 90s. Late 80s, probably early 90s. It stars Candace Bergen. Who? Stop. You know who Candace Bergen is. And it's about a newscaster. This has the same problem that I think that, uh, what do you call it, has. What? That that Michael Moore movie has. is like her being a newscaster talking about Trump is like not fun or interesting. This should have come out two years ago. Or at least a year ago. Because like Will and Grace, they were made, it was called, first of all, the episode was called Fake News. I was like, this was written two years ago and submitted as a pilot, and now it's been produced. All the jokes felt very old, and I really did not like it. <laughs> I think the ultimate moment to me that I was like, this is not good, when she opened the door and the other main guy popped his head in, there was no p- applause on a sitcom where they applaud when, like, what Kaylee Cuoco walks in the Big Bang Theory like every episode. <laughs> Meaning, no one has missed these characters. Murphy Brown doesn't rerun anywhere. I don't think that's, I mean, that's the fault of whoever is making the TV yeah, show. Yeah, that's, I mean, those are yeah, cute yeah. applauses. Yeah. It's not like, but like when Full House came back, when Will and Grace came back, those shows live on syndication and just were culturally, those characters have held up better. I don't know. It just, to me, when I saw those people, I was like, cool. I don't know nothing about this. And their characters were all annoying and weird. Did you watch Murphy Brown back then? I've seen like two or three episodes. So that's why, I mean. Yeah, but I'm saying like they, I think that when you reboot something, it needs to have some, like, you know what I mean? 
I mean, Full House has no appeal to me whatsoever because I never watched it. Yeah. I watch one episode, I think it's the worst thing on television. You know yeah. what I mean? That's what I'm telling you. When you think of sitcoms, this is what you think of. But what I'm saying is people who love Murphy Brown are probably obsessed that it's back on TV. Yeah. Same way that you were obsessed Full House was on TV. They're yeah. the same kind of bad, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You're right. You're totally right. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not watching it again. But I do like Candace Bergen. Good for her. Yeah. I'm glad her check cleared. That's awesome. But, but you know what I mean. That you never watched yeah. it. So like, how could you like it? Yeah, it's just hard. And again, I which I told you this weeks ago. CBS, which doesn't make any sense because CBS has their own platform that they're always trying to pitch. Yeah, they don't put any of their stuff on Hulu or anything. This doesn't have Murphy Brown on there. That's weird. So like, you can't go back and catch up. They didn't recap any of the characters or anything. It was like, here we are. Right. But, yeah. Okay. Finally, <laughs> we're going to talk about Avril Lavigne. <laughs> Avril Lavigne is back, and Eminem is back. It's 2002 all over again. <laughs> what were you doing in 2002? I was in, like, second grade. First grade. I wish I had known you <laughs> so bad. Um, Avril Lavigne has a new song called Head Above Water. That's my song of the week, by the way. Dang. <laughs> um, what's interesting about it is it charted at number five on the Christian chart. She's not oh. releasing a Christian album. I Googled because I was very curious by that. But she wrote this when she was like about to die from Lyme disease. Do you die from Lyme disease? I don't know. I think you get very sick, though. She, it destroyed Shania Twain's voice. Yolanda Hadid has that. She does? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. She has Munchausen's. Mm. By proxy, according to Lisa Renna. That was one of the biggest scandals ever on The Housewives. <laughs> I, I really can't think about Yolanda without thinking... All I think about is her big refrigerator <laughs> that's made of glass that you can see through. It's like a room. I Would you like it. that? Oh, yeah. Um... Yeah, I don't have anything else to say. You love it? Mm -hmm. okay. Why was that a topic? I don't know. I don't know why I wrote it. Now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, okay, just push me down the stairs. Would I, my legs break if I fell down the stairs? You'd be seriously injured, depending on how hard you got pushed. Look, serious talking. I won't say the housewives one more time after this. There's a girl on there named Alexis, and every time that it does it, mm -hmm. my Alexa turns on. I like that. It drives me nuts. Okay, uh, our question of the week comes from Denise. She hey, says, what's the hardest part of trying to make it in Hollywood? Well, Curry, we don't have all day, so. <laughs> I could literally write a book. The hardest part is, A, we don't have money. Right. And B, I think it's just luck and connections. And Not even, it's, I always say dumb luck. Oh, definitely. I mean, look at the people who are famous. Cardi B is famous. Right. Not that she's dumb, but like, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's just a lot of who you know and being in the right place at the right time. And we don't know that many people yet. And we just, our, our stars haven't aligned yet. But they are aligning, slowly but surely, right? Yeah. Say something positive. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's very, it's hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel. But Especially when so many people are here doing the same exact thing. My least favorite thing about all of it is it's all very fake. Yeah. I'm not good at that. I've really come to realize I'm not good at fake small talk. The real challenge I have is always like, how long do people invest time and energy into this before they say, yeah, this is enough? You will you know find I mean? out soon. <laughs> 
Not you know, it's not. hard to think about. Because I see people who do it for like 10 years. I'm like that. I think maybe it's time to shift something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just to see. I don't know. It's weird. It's sad. It's really sad. Yeah. The weirdest thing about all of it is that there is a business in trying to make it. Which sucks. And that is hard. That was like when I first got here, I was like, this is bad. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, we're, yeah. Now that we're crying, who's that? My old boss from New York. <laughs> is trying to FaceTime? Yes. Hello. Um, answer? Hey, we're doing the podcast. <laughs> Ask her if she has a question for us. <laughs> She's probably um, drunk. <laughs> it's Sunday. It's party weekend. That's true. Hey. It's literally mid one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Thank you so much for your question, Denise. If you have a question, you can. I just, sorry, I nasally said your name. Denise, if you have a question, you can email us at letschatwithcurry at gmail.com. Adrian, your song of the week. Head Above Water by Avril Lavigne. I've got to keep the calm before the storm. I don't want less. I don't want more. safe to keep me warm yeah my life is what I'm fighting for can't part the sea can't reach the shore and my voice becomes the driving force I won't let It's very good. Yeah. Okay. My song, take one guess. I don't know. Shallow from A Star Is Born. Oh, Lady choice. Gaga, Bradley Cooper. Ain't it hard keeping it so hardcore? 
still that's a good sign for how into it people are oh yeah of course because it's not like the best song by any means no i can't <laughs> this week you are looking forward to stars born we're going to see a stars born on tuesday three full days before it comes out are we getting a poster or something i don't think so what if she's there i would literally throw up and just pee <laughs> everywhere just bodily fluid everywhere i would die <laughs> and the thing is i can't get a refill you better get two. Yeah, I'm about to buy two <laughs> drinks because I can't get up. I'm about to bring cans. <laughs> um, uh, also, Will and Grace comes back this week. I know you don't care. I know, I know. And Venom. I'm oh, not looking forward to that. <laughs> that'll be good. Um, and finally, your goober of the week. That damn coyote I saw in our neighborhood. That really is scary. I googled coyotes after you said that. I was like... That is, can you imagine? Or you can, you saw it. Did you say like a tail or you saw the whole thing? The whole thing. It literally was like the size of a German Shepherd. Did it look you in your eyes? Well, I was driving, I mean, I live in a very suburban neighborhood, so it's not like I live in the mountains. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, Runyon Canyon, I guess, is right there. So yeah. I guess it's But it had to close. get through quite a bit to get to you. Oh, yeah. Across Sunset Boulevard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's weird. That's why all these signs around here saying missing cats and dogs. It's eating them. You know, I don't like that. Rob always hikes up behind the Greek to go see all those concerts. Mm-hmm. And I always just think, I'm not doing that. You're in the dark. Mm-hmm. Something could eat you. And that's what freaks me out, too, because our street has, like, lampposts on it. But I saw it when my car lights hit it. Yeah. And it was just sitting there. On, it was, like, standing on the sidewalk. Did and you get out of the car? No, I tried to turn around, and then I scared it, and I ran away. I don't know where it went. It's probably by my car right now. And <laughs> you I better be careful. My, by myself. You better be careful. I'm about to call you the whole way to my car now. <laughs> Just keep you on speaker. Like you could help me if I was being devoured by a coyote. They eat people? No, my mom said that if you just have to like pretend like you're big and huge. <gasps> exactly. Make the noise you would make. I can't. I would be scared. Literally. Now somebody's getting towed. Um, <laughs> my goober of the week. They're here for us. Um, Survivor. Why? First of all, it's in its 37th season. Is that not wild? I have watched 37 seasons of Survivor. That's too much. Yeah, it is way too much, but I love it. Okay, so the theme this year is David versus Goliath, mm-hmm. which I can understand. It's like people who are ha- like have been very successful in life versus people who have struggled. Mm-hmm. But Jeff Probst, who I'm not, I love him, and like he's part of the cult of survivor and i can accept that but he had always does things where i'm like 
he tries too much to make it like a moment mm-hmm. and it doesn't ever feel like Ryan Seacrest has that thing on American Idol where he like sort of over talk something and it makes it like icky. Mm-hmm. But he pulled this woman for it and she was like, I'm a doctor and my family, I come from a family of doctors and like we were like upper middle class and then pulled this other guy up and he was like, well, I was trailer trash and my life sucked and blah, blah. And like guilted the woman who was a doctor that to me is not like something to celebrate that you're opposing these two people. I like you can't make her feel bad just because she's a doctor. She worked hard. Yeah, I guess that's true. I just thought of all the themes they've had, this one maybe was not the most thought out. Why does there have to be a theme? Why can't it just be people trying to survive and win this fucking game? Because oh, number thirty-seven seasons. So, so they, they think that like stirs they up just the gotta plot. yeah exactly. They always just throw... They gotta have a little... I Some seasons it's not that twisty, but this... I guess this one. But they always get rid of it like three or four weeks in. And they're just people. <laughs> I love Survivor. And Big Brother's also... Now I got nothing else to watch. <laughs> no quality television, only this. Oh guess God. how many more episodes of Maniac I watched? Zero. <laughs> I haven't thought about it since we talked about it last week. I'm done. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Let's Chat with Curry Terrell, the podcast. If you like what you heard, and we know you did, hit the subscribe button. Want more? Watch our videos at youtube.com slash C slash Curry Terrell. Follow us on Instagram at Curry Terrell and at Adrian J. Gomez. Follow us on Twitter at Curry Terrell and at Yo, Adrian J. Gomez. And like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Let's Chat with Curry. Have a question for us? Email us at letschatwithcurry at gmail.com. See you next week. Bye, y'all.